Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. Welcome to our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today, our topic is radio silence. So for those of you that are just dropping in, and I know there are some that are dropping in later on into the uh, series, but Greg and I have been friends for a very long time, and we've been working pretty steadily with each other over the last week or so, I believe. Yes, we have on a couple different things, which is fun. It's like we work together. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so uh, we both been managers for a long time. We both benefited from other people uh, assisting us in our development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We will most often start at the uh, perspective of the employee, and we're going to discuss how we have observed others manage these situations and how we've learned from them but we're always gonna have an underlying theme of a good conversation. I think this is gonna be a good conversation, Greg. It is. Uh, this one has ha happened to me. Uh, I, I, I've uh, never happened to me being in the manager's role, but definitely as I've been working in a place, uh, this has definitely happened to me, I think more than once. Yeah, and for me, this is uh, one of those situations that uh, can go badly very quickly, but it's also difficult for the situation to be, be made as good as it can be. Very tricky. It is tricky. So the topic, radio silence. Someone gets terminated and you experience some or all of the following. No organization-wide communication on the situation goes out. Only a select group of people are informed often direct workmates. There's a delay in saying anything at all. People notice the person isn't in an odd activity in their workspace as support people pack them up. The fired worker has reached out to some employees creating their own narrative. People walk around like nothing's going on. People become anxious as there is a vacuum of information. Their minds start to race, who is next? People may have difficulties as they deal with the stages of mourning for the person that left because of the way it hasn't been dealt with. So Greg, how do you think this affects our relationships and the work environment? Well, you know, this, as you said earlier, is such a tricky situation. Uh, there are uh, very, sometimes very complex cases. There sometimes are investigations that are going on. Uh, and, and so it's a tough one. But, but generally, it's another symptom of an organization that doesn't communicate well and is fearful about communication sometimes. And when you have, uh, you know, you described it in one of the points there that when there's a vacuum of information, it gets filled. And if you believe that someone isn't going to reach out and share their own narrative, then you're, you're not in the reality of the world. Because even unintentionally, People who are either struggling or whatever has happened, uh, they are going to talk to somebody. And that and person is going to say, well, don't tell anybody. I just need an ear. But you know what happens. Then, then that person just happens to, to say something or doesn't say something. And then stories spin. So it, it just creates spin. And, uh, that, and it might be the vacuum of who's next. It might be just the trust in the organization drops, the trust in the boss drops, it just creates um, unnecessary spin. 
which which reduces performance, you know, productivity, all those kinds of things. And it's even more complicated now. Again, we've talked about COVID. Uh, um, there is some things that are less complicated. You don't see the packing up of the boxes now. You just see uh, somebody not showing up in their box. You know, it's like the Brady Bunch and Alice all of a sudden isn't there, right? So, okay, if anyone doesn't know the Brady Bunch is, Google Brady Bunch, 1970s sitcom. But um, you can imagine, right, that, you know, where is such and such, you know? Um, and, and there can be equally radio silence when a box is no longer there on the Zoom account. That's awesome. I, I realize how um, impactful this situation is to people. And it's happened on numerous occasions where somebody's let go. And this is while this has happened in every organization I've worked in management. And people start coming up to you and they go, am I next? And for context, these are the people that would never be let go. These are the people that are just good employees and they've realized that somebody's been fired and now they think they're next. And yet these aren't the people that would ever get fired. These are the people that do the job, make things work, make the trains run on time. And there's no reason for these people to think this way, but they are because the situation hasn't been handled properly. And so when I started getting people like that coming up to me, asking that question, number one, what did it take to go up to a manager and ask that question? What are they feeling inside? So these, these situations do carry a lot of weight with them. It causes a lot of emotional um, upheaval. And that's why I think we need to handle these things the best that we can. I mean, these situations can go off the rails very quickly and we need to do the best job that we can. Yeah, the other thing that can really accelerate it is, is, is what are your stated and or expressed values and culture in the organization? You know, because if you've got nice little shiny um, things on your website and on the wall that talk about integrity, uh, talk about a transparency and those kinds of things. And then then you uh, that so the 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 height of what people are expectations are looking for are going to be much higher if in fact they're lived. So it's interesting you said, you know, I might the, even some of those good people might be afraid am I next. The other reaction can be, um, wow, I guess we don't live our values. Wow, look what they did for, look what they did to Mary and that type of thing. You know, because we will go to not great places sometimes, and especially if you haven't been consistent. So again, it comes back to the, what's the level of trust in the organization? What's the level of trust with you and your boss? Then when these things happen, it still comes down to that strength of that level of trust on, you know, am I going to ask, ask what, what I think is going on? Am I going to trust that there must be something that I can't be informed in yet? So that level of trust is still that really the heart of everything and almost all of our episodes. How do you build that trust? Um, so when these tough things happen, people are going to trust that you're doing the right thing. And I think, Greg, you just, you, we were in a production meeting before we started recording and we were talking about which subjects are next. And I think you just highlighted one of our next subjects, which is those uh, themes or sayings that are up on the wall of companies or on their websites. And I, I think you and I think you just walked into our next subject. So I think you and I are going to have to have another conversation about this. And there's going to have to be some writing because I think it touches on a lot of our different podcasts. 
Yeah, I think that's a great one. I mean, I've been doing lots of work these days around what what work what we call culture codes, which are bubbled up truths of what are those behaviors uh, versus the stickers on the wall. Because we've all worked for organizations that have the um, uh, vanilla uh, values plastered on the wall, and they're nowhere near behaving that. So, but that's for another one. I was just going to give you the hook. You're you're stealing the thunder for the next right, podcast. Right, right. <laughs> So uh, what are some simple things to make this radio sound situation uh, as good as it can be? Make an announcement, and this is from the manager's point of view, make an announcement taking into consideration any confidential or personal issues. Make an announcement, make it as soon as possible. Yeah, you know what, as you said, uh, no information creates vacuums. And uh, have a consistent process around what you do in these situations so that people know, because the more consistent you can be, the better. Um, uh, I've been in some organizations that, that say, we don't announce people leaving. Uh, we only announce people arriving. I've never really totally understood that. Now you need to, uh, yeah, definitely need to announce it within the team. You definitely need to announce it to anyone they touch. And, um, you know, if you're worried about people leaving, maybe there's other stuff you should be worried about. Yeah, in every organization I've worked at, ever since I reached the supervisory or management ranks, you need to put out a message. And I think for the next point as well is probably equally as important is uh, make sure all the management team are on message. And I've been at places like every organization I've ever worked at. There's been an incident where I've walked around and somebody said, Greg's gone. And my response has been, Greg who? Right. Yeah. 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 Or the other one where the manager says, yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know, and that happens. How much confidence do you have in the, in the strength of your organization or the, the, you know, I don't know what they're doing pointing up, you know, uh, um, with regards to it because people can be cynical. And if you just give them enough of the common message, here's what we did then at least you can be proactive. And there's nothing better than if a, uh, someone comes, did you hear? Um, and then the manager is prepared, even though it's not their department, by saying, yes, I know. It was a definitely a tough decision. What I can tell you is that it was, it was handled as well as it could and the person is being supported. Boom. And you know what? Those are, those are, that's a great response. And then you equip the manager to not be caught off guard. And I have been caught off guard on numerous occasions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And give people the space to ask questions. Answer what you can. Be supportive. Yeah, and, and you, you said earlier, you can say, listen, of course, there's some things that I can't talk about. That would be confidential. Here's what I can tell you. Um, and to your point, be supportive. I mean, even if it is a, oh my goodness, I am so glad we finally made that decision. That's not the message that you send to the organization. I mean, that's not a, it's not being inauthentic. It is just, but you can be supportive while still being authentic. You know, you know, you, you don't want to lie and say, well, yeah, oh, well, you know, we are going to miss, we're going to miss them. We're going to miss them um, if you don't miss them, but you can be supportive. It's all about recognizing people's feelings that you're talking to about this because they may have mixed feelings about it. They may go, it's about time or they were my best friend or what's going on. And being supportive means you're allowing people to uh, show you how they feel, let them talk it out for right. you. And you know, uh, what you say about somebody 
in the back of your mind, you'll think, is that what they'll say about me? Uh, and so uh, it's really important. And be professional in your messaging. Be sincere. Uh, you know, you, you touch on this in quite a few podcasts. Is, you know, what kind of company do we have? Do, are we a company that deals with people respectfully? And even when there's problems and somebody is asked to leave, how do we handle it? How do we talk about what we're doing, either in uh, the email that goes out or in our one-on-one -on -one conversations or if there's team meetings or group meetings? We want to be those people that are professional in how we talk about this. And, you know, for the management team, you know, all on message, it doesn't hurt to have, give people the thing that needs to be said, mm -hmm. or at least the principles around it. Mm -hmm. And don't clean out the workspace or office until the message goes out and everybody has some time to absorb it. Um, give everyone that little cushion of time, perhaps after hours is best, but certainly give people the time to let things sink in so that, you know, they're walking around, somebody's uh, office is being cleaned out or their office is being, uh, their desk is being cleared out, but nobody said anything yet. That's, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. And you know, this brings up a point where, and um, is, is that in almost every podcast that we talk about is having a planful discussion up front of how best we're going to handle this. You know, just even to be thoughtful around timing to your point, when should we best have this conversation? Who do we, who is this person related to and or may have a relationship with? Um, how best do we cascade the message so that they're not embarrassed? So it may be that you, um, you escort them out or have the conversation first, but then you have a, a, a very planned cascading of communication and messaging throughout the organization. It doesn't take that much time, but having taken that time to be thoughtful on who you need to communicate to, who is impacted by this, what you want to share, Boy, oh boy, again, it comes down to having the, uh, uh, the planful discussion up front helps you to be much more um, respectful and helps you ensure that the recovery period from something like this is much quicker um, just by having those, those discussions. And uh, I wouldn't think I would have to say this, but I know from personal experience, you kind of have to say this. You have to watch out for the office vultures. Uh, somebody might have had a good desk, a good office. Maybe they had the best gig on the team. Who knows? But people being people, you know, one minute you're consoling somebody, the next somebody's in your office asking who gets the office. It does happen. It does happen. It does. And, uh, um, you know, and sometimes it's surprising who shows up as the quote vulture, uh, office vulture, but it can happen. And so, again, if you're planful, on what's happening and why it's happening that allows you to be thoughtful about that. But I think it's also something as a manager that uh, we kind of have to put a, an end to when mm -hmm. somebody comes in and, and this type of discussion goes on, you know, the person is barely out the door and people are already, you know, looking at their role, their office, maybe their desk, whatever it is. Uh, maybe people that work for them. I think it's really important as managers, we set the tone, be really professional and say, listen, this isn't the time to talk about these things mm -hmm. right now. We need to support one another. Uh, this is going to be a blow to everybody and that's what we need to concentrate on. Yeah. And just be prepared to deal with the anxiety and the questioning, you know, being open, being sincere. Yes. Maybe we can't give a lot of the details, but it's so important that, um, uh, when we say we are open, that we're actually open, that we can, we're equipped, um, maybe with the verbiage 
maybe with our own emotions around the subject, but we're ready to have conversations with people. And often these conversations isn't as much about us talking as it, as it is about us listening. Yeah, and again, under COVID, right, being more remote, that type of thing, these things are amplified because uh, you don't know what's going on. It's not like you're sitting in the room where you can actually really physically sense the energy of the person and what's what's happening. So, you know, with this virtual environment, you almost have to reach out and connect more often. I mean, A is knowing your people and knowing how they're going to respond. And, you know, that's always the most important thing in all of these. We've also said as a manager, know your people know how they respond to stress, know what's going on in their life outside of this. You know, in this current COVID situation, if someone has, a, a partner has lost their role and, and now this is something you're happening in your workplace, the, they're gonna be more, there's gonna be more anxiety in those areas. So know what you need to say first and as you say, be open. I'm gonna put the next two together because I think they run really nicely together. Actions cause reactions, and sometimes those reactions are emotional. Make sure that you have EAP, resources ready to go for both managers and staff when something like this happens. And I know there's organizations and, and companies and they might outsource it or they might have people on staff. If you know that being prepared, having a plan for this, make sure that those resources are close at hand because some people may have a lot of difficulty with, with what's going on. Yeah, especially today, right? Because we know that currently mental health anxiety are at all-time highs so uh, proactively having folks ready for it and you know even with with this as we talked about aligning management team on the message um, equipping managers ahead of time with hey here are some of the things that people are going through here's what you might see here's how to respond is a great investment to not only have them available eap when you're doing it but doing a little bit of a prep work for um, leaders that are having to make these decisions and having to communicate them. That's cool. And uh, model the behavior you wanna see. There's nothing, uh, you need to set the tone. As a manager, it's your workspace and the way you deal with people over this subject, the way that you, you know, perhaps there's some bad behavior that needs to be dealt with, you know, in terms of office vultures and stuff like that. It's just really, really important that we model what we want everybody else to do because people feel feed off us. Yeah, you know, it's a golden rule, right? If you think about how would, how would I, no matter what I think about a person or what I think about the situation, how would I want to be dealt with in this moment, and um, and then manage that way, right? So because uh, um, do us to others as you would wish that they would do unto you, right? Agreed. So as employees, there's a couple of things we we can do to assist in uh, this situation. And the first is to uh, keep calm, listen, and ask some questions if you have them. Yeah, and I think you can also play a role in, it, you, sometimes you get, they're not the vultures, but you get the uh, people that start to spin the tails, you know, that they don't know, or they start um, making accusations and that type of thing. You can be a settling factor to be able to keep calm and say, you know, listen, I think those are really good questions. Let's uh, let's uh, call Mary, our boss, to have that conversation. So you, in the way you respond, can um, keep others settled by your response and your questions. 
And, you know, that fits right into one of our points here. Don't get involved in the Coronation Street scene. And I know I'm dating myself by saying this, but uh, the gossip train, whatever you want to call it, you know, last thing we want to do is create a bigger issue than it is and people getting really upset. So, you know, more to your point is let's not get involved in that. Uh, things are hard, like things change and it's hard, but we need to be the best people we can while this is taking place. Yeah, and also recognize that people are, uh, depending on their circumstances, both at work and outside of work, people are in different places. So if you may be fine with being able to handle stuff, uh, there might be other things that are going on that are, that are creating an impact on there. So also be sensitive to your fellow team members as to what they might be going through. So some may overreact uh, uh, from your perspective, but you don't know what they're going through. So really be, have empathy for uh, others, even in how they're responding to the, uh, the, the situation. And I think the next two points, uh, what you've said sums that up. Be professional and support one another. Mm -hmm. And sometimes supporting uh, other people uh, isn't just saying, yeah, you're right. Sometimes maybe they are having difficulty and they're speaking out and, and maybe, you know, throwing out some theories, you know, and stuff like that. Sometimes supporting them and says, listen, you don't know that. Let's yeah. go and talk to Greg, the boss, and find out what's going on. And, and let's, you know, if we have questions, let's not speculate and create all sorts of rumors and things like that. Sometimes supporting people is is, you know, a little bit of accountability, a little bit, come on, let's, let's realistically look at this situation. Let's go talk to Greg. Yeah. And, you know, also that includes supporting your boss, because you know what I've had to, um, I've had to let people go before, and it's not an easy thing, even if you know that that uh, decision is the best thing for that person in the long run, you know, they're never going to be successful and you need to help them find a place that they can be successful, even with those things it is the hardest thing to do. And if you, if, if it's easy, then it's, then you're in trouble. Uh, but so recognize that um, in addition to your fellow team members, your boss who's had to make that decision and had to make that, they're, they're having a hard time as well, or maybe. So be supportive of them as well. And take advantage of the support that is available if you need it. If you need to talk to somebody in EFAP or if you need to go uh, if you have a mentor or, or something like that, take advantage of those situations. If you're upset about this and you need to talk it out, then you should talk it out. Yeah, and similar to what all the great work that's being done, you know, just Bell Talk, um, uh, we just passed that in Canada. It's really a, a day where we acknowledge uh, and and support uh, folks that, that are, are needing some help with mental health, actually acknowledging it to your team members that, you know, hey, I... I went to EAP and it was really helpful. Um, being, being vulnerable and open on that models the way for others that might think, well I, don't, well, I don't want anybody to know I'm going to EAP, but man, there are great resources through employee assistance, wellness programs and those type of things. And you can maybe open it up, allowing that um, to, uh, for people to uh, uh, reach out, uh, model the behavior of confidence that it's okay to do that. That's cool. And uh, when something happens, like someone being fired, there will be a reaction. And sometimes it's emotional, as we discussed on the manager's side. It is normal. And even if you don't think it's affecting you, it does affect you. And, and that's going to manifest itself one way or another if you, if you don't deal with it or talk it out or, or take some really healthy steps towards it. Every time there's a, an emotional incident, there is going to be a reaction. That's just the way that we're wired. I agree. I agree. 
So, Greg, uh, wrap up. Yeah, you know, uh, again, this could be a consistent model in all of our episodes, certainly the last uh, four or five. And for me, it is um, always better to communicate, you know. But the first thing I would say is be planful on these things. Uh, these are difficult uh, situations that impact many people. And even if it is the right decision to uh, let someone go, be planful on how you're going to do it making sure you're informing people on how you're going to do it and being thoughtful around both the communication and the support of not only the person leaving, but those people that are staying. Um, it's so, so important. And say something, you know, uh, uh, the sooner you can communicate, the better. Uh, you don't have to give all the details, but, uh, it, you know, leaving a vacuum, um, boy, sends a big message around, how you're choosing to treat people um, and that leaves the, the creates the starts the spin happening. So be planful, just get to it and, uh, and be supportive. I like that. Be supportive, be open, be available. Worst thing that could happen is on the day that it happens, management locks himself up in a room and starts talking about it and it can't be seen on the floor or, you know, in the building and, and stuff like that. I just think, you know, that being planfully prepared, uh, being out there, walking around, perhaps engaging with people just so they know that you're there, that uh, things are good-ish, but that if they need to talk to you, that they can. I, I really like the idea of maybe a walkthrough mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, just, you know, how's everybody doing and just showing that you're there and that you care and, you know, you're going to end up bumping into somebody that needs to talk about it and you might as well deal with it up front rather than let, you know, people suffer or or, you know, be anxious and things like that. I, I just think it's a great idea to walk around and engage people and, and have the big bosses out there. If that, this, you know, if this was a really big decision, then, you know, all the management should be out and walking around, making sure everybody's okay and dealing with that, whatever instances they need to deal with anybody that's having problems and make sure that EFAP is available. If, you know, if they're on standby or maybe in the building somewhere else, and if they're needed, that they're called in. Oh, I, you know what? I think that is a super point. And I think it's, it, it is so important. Be visible because, you know, naturally none of us likes to do this kind of stuff and, 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 and it often exhausts you. So uh, if you are the manager who's having to have this tough conversation, so often when you are exhausted, you tend to retreat and it's the opposite that you need to do. You need to be present. I, lo I love that point about the walk around. I think that is really important to be there, accessible to people, um, if, especially with these tough situations. Hmm. So, uh, we hope that some of what we spoke of you find helpful. We hope, uh, we didn't say anything that you found offensive or made you really angry, but Greg, your peeved or happy philosophy is uh, definite for this episode. Yeah, definitely. So at the end of each episode, we, I share a learning that I had with my first coach that when I would go there, uh, I would leave normally with two emotions or feelings. One was happy or joyful because I'm making some traction and I'm doing some good things. And then peeved or angst or churny if, if uh, she helped me see something that I was maybe not doing as well or, or I was neglecting on doing or I needed to strengthen on. 
And both were uh, big emotions uh, and both, if taken the right way, lead to great growth. And so our hope is in these sessions that you may feel a little bit of joy, something that you've done well as you listen to this really difficult situation. Uh, and maybe some things that you, upon reflection, can say, yeah, I didn't really do a great job there. And, and based upon some of the thoughts and ideas, maybe I will do something a little bit different next time. Both are okay. We're human. So uh, key is just to learn from uh, whatever we've experienced and, and continue to improve ourselves. And uh, as a result, we'll create better environments for both ourselves and the people that work for us. So uh, take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.